Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hey, we're back on the Healing at the Speed of Light podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree. I'll be your host today, and I'm going to be speaking specifically to athletes, but really, this goes for anyone who's involved in exercise or, or sport at all, high-level athlete for sure, but even just those of us who are getting a little bit older and still going to the gym and, and working out, experiencing things like muscle soreness and achiness, uh, weakness after a really good hard exercise session. Um, but then also, if you're involved in rehab, if you're getting uh, back into strengthening after an injury, if you are trying to prevent back and shoulder problems, well, you're probably dealing with some of this too. So I think this actually has a wide application, uh, not only to you know like professional level athletes, but for weekend warriors and for really a lot of people. It's pretty interesting information. So uh, before I get started into this particular topic, which is ice or light for athletic performance, let me first say that if you enjoy this podcast and you uh, have some uh, constructive criticism for us or you'd like to leave us a rating, I would greatly appreciate it. If you're on iTunes, you can just scroll on down um, and, and leave us a review. That would be really, really wonderful. It also helps other people who are interested in light therapy to be able to find us. If you have questions about this particular study or you want to hear more, uh, you can feel free to email me at info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. Now, Talking about ice versus light for performance, athletic performance, muscle recovery. What I'm going to do is, is bring you information from the Journal of Sport Rehabilitation. This was published in 2019, and the title of this study, uh, this review rather, is The Effectiveness of Photobiomodulation Therapy versus Cryotherapy for Skeletal Muscle Recovery, a Critically Appraised Topic. So, specifically, they're talking about light, light therapy versus ice or cold therapy. Now, if you've played any kind of sports in the last 40 years and you know that coaches and trainers and a lot of doctors will tell you that you need to use ice after you you know have a hard practice session or a hard exercise session, that's gonna bring your soreness down, that'll help you recover faster. If you have an injury, an acute injury, you need to get ice on there, you need to ice it all the time. A lot of times, uh, doctors will even coach you on uh, using ice for chronic injuries, but what does the science say? Just because we've been doing things like this for years, uh, what does the science say about what really happens when you use ice or cryotherapy? Well, first let's look at what happens in exercise in general. This study says after completing an intense exercise, especially one that's unfamiliar, an athlete experiences physiological stress within the affected muscles. Muscle stress causes energy substrate depletion, such as glycogen and ATP, uh, mechanical muscle damage, oxidative stress, inflammation, and neuromuscular fatigue. So basically, when you use that muscle, you use it up uh, during an exercise, you're using up your energy stores, you're doing some level of, of actual damage to the muscle. That's why things get sore and achy, a little bit of swelling with some inflammation, and even the nerve that tells the muscle to work suffers from some level of fatigue. 
and muscle fibers are also damaged as a result from the exercise, um, especially prolonged or strenuous exercise. And if it's a new exercise, that is magnified that much more. They say as a response to this exercise-induced muscle damage, an inflammatory process occurs to heal and regenerate the damaged fibers. That sounds like a good thing, right? Well, the inflammation is a lot of times where that muscle soreness comes from too. But they, they show that there's an increase of creatinine kinase, blood lactate, and the frequency of necrosis or cell death as a part of that recovery process. Those things are, that, that's all due to damage. So that's part of the strengthening process, right? I mean, there, there has to be some level of damage to the muscle, some level of inflammation to reinforce and strengthen those muscles. But in the short term, it becomes, uh, I mean, it's kind of traumatic. So when we talk about recovering from this traumatic process of, of exercise, uh, there's four different factors that we want to look at, especially if you're on the performance side of, of, of athletic uh, output, if, if you're actively engaged in sport. But even, too, if you're just engaged in your personal gym routine and you're looking for those good gains, those quicker gains and faster recovery after sessions, there's four different factors we need to look at. The first one is recovery of function. The second one is soreness. The third one is muscle damage. And then the fourth one is muscle performance. Recovery, soreness, damage, performance. Those are kind of the four categories that we want to look at when we start talking about helping muscles recover from either a practice session or a gym session or even working those muscles hard for rehab, say post-knee replacement. So first one, for recovery of function, the authors say that symptoms such as soreness and decreased muscle function are reported by athletes following strenuous exercise and that results in muscle fatigue. The muscle fatigue then alters muscle proprioception or that, that uh, automatic movement that muscles are supposed to be able to do as well as activation, so muscle activation, uh, explosive strength and speed in particular. And then that limits muscular performance in subsequent sport, competition, or practice. So, I mean, that's why we don't have a really hardcore practice session right before a game, or a lot of times even the day before a game, because it's going to limit the body's ability to perform like it should because those muscles are already fatigued. They've lost their ability to function like they should. So with soreness in particular, that's our second factor here that we're looking at, soreness. Now this is not just, oh, well, I'm a little sore, I don't feel like going, but soreness actually limits the body's ability to perform. And so the authors say that cryotherapy has been used to limit soreness, and it is able to improve the subjective measures of soreness. So if somebody, somebody feels like they're less sore after using ice, but the objective measures of muscle force and lactate, creatinine kinase, and inflammatory markers, those are all actually, that, that recovery process is actually hindered. It's held back by using ice. So while using ice might feel good on sore muscles, it's actually decreasing the body's ability to repair and restore those muscles to performance-ready status. When the authors looked at using light therapy, whether LED light or laser light to focus on reducing soreness, light therapy actually gave better soreness relief than the cryotherapy did rather than ice. And 
To go on top of that, when we start looking at our other two factors of muscle damage and muscle performance, light therapy is far ahead of cryotherapy in terms of performance and damage and soreness. Talking about muscle damage in particular, the authors say that compared with placebo-treated groups, cryotherapy showed no difference in creatinine kinase or blood lactate levels at any time points. So it didn't matter when they applied ice after, after, uh, after an athletic event. It didn't actually help with some of the markers for muscle damage, while light therapy protected the muscle against damage, and those include studies, with significantly lower levels of muscle damage markers, so then therefore they had lower inflammation markers, which is which would be a CRP, C-reactive protein, and leukocyte, that they just didn't see in the ice groups. So not only did light therapy do better for soreness recovery, but also did better for controlling muscle damage and improving those damage markers. So then what about performance? Actual hardcore performance, our last factor that we're looking at when it comes to athletic recovery. Muscle performance, highly, highly uh, important for getting the best performance you can out of an athlete. If you have good muscle performance recovery, then you can get that athlete back on the field sooner. You can work them harder. These authors say that oxidative stress increases after intense exercise, which decreases the contractile function of the muscle. Basically, once you've worked the muscles hard, they lose the ability to contract as strongly. So light therapy during repeated high-intensity muscular exercise aided in preventing a decrease in maximum voluntary contraction. So that maximum voluntary contraction is that now, basically, that one rep max, how hard can that muscle go? Light therapy actually made that stay the same. It, it prevented that decrease from happening throughout exercise. But when they tried ice instead of light, they had significant decreases in that maximum voluntary contraction. So the final word there on muscle performance recovery is that light therapy was able to maintain an athlete's strength, that maximum voluntary contraction in the muscle, whereas ice actually seems to have diminished that maximum voluntary contraction. So not only could your ice regimen be hurting you for muscle recovery, but it can actually impede your muscle's ability to perform well. Okay, so what are the takeaways from this piece of literature? Well, number one, Stop icing. When we're talking about ice versus light, for all four of our factors that we looked at, the recovery of function, soreness levels, muscle damage, and muscle performance, light outperforms ice every time. And ice may actually be inhibiting the repair processes and the strengthening processes that your body has to undergo after exertion like that. So you got to stop doing the ice. I know it feels good. I know you've done it forever. I know your dad told you to or your instructors told you to. Heck, I mean, they've taught doctors about using ice after recovery for, for years now. But when we look at the science, ice is not beneficial. But light is. So if light is beneficial, what do you do to start shifting from ice 
to light therapy. Well, if you have an LTI clinic near you, then they already know how to start putting this into action for your athletes. All right, if you're a coach, if you're a trainer, heck, if you're an athlete, you need to find an LTI clinic near you because they'll be able to enhance your abilities to recover from exercise-induced injury in the muscles. Should speed up the recovery, should increase the strength, and let you get back in the game, back on the practice field, back in the gym that much more rapidly with better gains. If you don't have somebody near you, you can shoot me an email, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. I'll see what I can do to help find somebody in your area with the right equipment. But one other thing to consider here too is LED devices, while not necessarily as effective as laser, are still very, very good options. And there are more and more on the market today. You can look into those. Many times you can get one for use at home. These can be a little bit pricey, but very, very convenient when compared to icing, and like I said before, much, much more effective if you're serious about performance, if you're serious about really improving your recovery, improving your strengthening, then you got to stop getting ice, you got to start using light. Thanks very much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode, Ice versus Light. If you liked it, please leave us a review here on iTunes, and I will hope to talk to you next week. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.